the EP podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. And I'm so happy to be back at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement. In the air conditioning. In Evergreen Park, in the air conditioning, <laughs> with the bar signs on and the flickering lights. And we've got a good show. We've got a really, really nice 30 minutes of good that is the Evergreen Podcast this week. After being out at Day in the Park two weeks ago, and if you missed that show, by all means, check it out. Plenty of guests, including the mayor, James Sexton, stopping by. And uh, I'm hoping for a longer talk with him sometime in the near future, but that's a good one. And then the parade. Did you hear the parade one? You missed it. I was not able to go to the parade. I know, because you had the, 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 the dental thing. You missed the parade, but if I don't know if you've heard the parade episode yet. Totally worth going back and listening to. More guests in that half hour than we've ever had on the EP podcast in one show. <laughs> like people just stopping. I've got a great parade story I'm going to share today. Uh, we are going to have Nikki Seidel down here from the EP Library and also the Chamber of Commerce. There's all kinds of things going on. She's going to be on this week and next week. So we've got stuff going on there. I am taking a trip to the farmer's market. So that is coming up in this show as well. There is much to do ahead. But tell me about your experience because you've got you've got a doozy. So when we bought our house last year, there was a 24-foot you know, above ground pool. Right. You're having the adult Huge. party. Yes, I'm having the you're adult trying, party. You're trying to get me to figure out how to make drinks that you've drank at other places. Yes, I am. You went to Three Dots and a Dash downtown and they do all the like tropical drinks. Right. The tiki drinks. you're now trying to figure out how they make their drinks so you can make them at your party. Yes. And you came to me. Yes, I did. Trying to figure it out because you're like, this guy drinks a lot. <laughs> yes. He should be able to figure this out. Okay, so we've talked about the fact you're having an adult party, which I can't wait for. That's coming up this week. So tell me what happened. So we're setting up the pool. This is a week ago from this past Sunday. And it was sweltering hot outside. The pool was in dilapidated condition. Had to get the liner ripped out. and The railings ripped up and new liner put in. So it was just hot and sticky outside. Finally get the liner in. About four o'clock in the afternoon, about two inches of water starting to fill up the pool. We're in the pool trying to smooth out the bottom of the liner, thinking, you know, the end is in sight. And then these black, dark clouds start rolling in. The massive storm. Yes. Yes. So we, it was just me and our buddy there because my husband and our other friend had gone to the store to get some more supplies. So we're thinking, oh, good rain. It'll help fill up the pool. Well, the monsoon comes, and then the gust of wind, like the 50-mile-an-hour gust of wind, which is doesn't sound like a big deal until you realize that the pool is, you know, warping every time the wind blows because there's not enough water inside to hold the walls right, up. Right, because all it is is just thin metal. That's all it is. Right. And the walls and that are- was a wicked storm because the- we, were, we were up north when that storm started, and we had tornado sirens and had to seek yeah. shelter. So that was a wicked storm, and then it eventually got to the south side. But we were up at the train museum for Nikki's fourth birthday. We took him to the Illinois train museum. But but that I know that that storm was rough that day. It was rough. So I just hear our friend start yelling, bad juju, bad juju. That's what he says when things are getting really messed up. And I turned around, and the, pool, wall, the pool walls are buckling, and he's got his arms spread out as far as he can trying to hold the pool walls up. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I run. I'm on the other side trying to hold the pool wall up, and we are just getting pelted with rain coming in sideways. Can't even open our eyes. The wind is blowing. We're holding the pool up against the wind. 
this is going on for about 10 minutes and then the lightning and thunder starts. And we're just standing there. We're staring at each other like across the pool. And we kind of lock eyes like we're saying, it's been good. You've been a good friend. To we're your gonna- friend? Yeah. Not your husband. No. Your husband was there too. No, he wasn't. He, he missed all this. He left you. Yes. So you're with the friend. Yes. Oh, come on, Chris. No, I'm just saying. He, him and Tony went to you're the store. You're sharing this moment. And you're like, this is how I'm going to die. Yes. In a pool Outs- with well, some dude. I was dude. outside the pool. You were outside the pool. Yes. Was he in the pool? No, we were both outside the pool trying to hold the wall up. You're holding the metal wall during a storm. The- yes. You're stupid. And we were just kind of silently looking at each other as far as we could open our eyes. Why would of the you wind hold the, the metal rain. wall during we the storm? We were not starting over <laughs> after what we'd been through that day. But we you were, you not were holding over. a big sheet of yes. metal. Yes. With water, yes, and and rain and yes. lightning and wind and wind, yes. For Why over fifteen minutes? This is how people die, Hannah. Well, that's a, a you be this a former nine one one. Young people listening, you would Hannah have a fit. Dumb. What? This is this is not a good thing. You, you really? This you, is the trouble I went through to get that pull up. The things you'll go through to have an adult party. The things I will go through. <laughs> But you know what? After it was over, I did have the biggest adrenaline rush. Well, yeah, because you you did something really dumb and you almost died. I felt like Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump when he's on the shrimp boat. Right. When the hurricane is coming in. He wanted to die, though, remember? It is time once again for your EP Word on the Street. Here's what's going on in Evergreen Park that you need to know about. The Evergreen Park Boys Club, that's the Little League that plays over at Duffy Park, hosted this past weekend the Cal Ripken 10 and Under State Tournament. But the 13 and Under Babe Ruth Tournament happens at Evergreen Park High School this weekend. It starts actually on the 17th, runs through the 21st. The winner advances to Janesville, Wisconsin. Those of you with kids that will be attending in a District 124 school, open enrollment for the 2019-2020 school year is open. Parents should already have received emailed information, but if you have not or you have questions, email registration at d124.org. And if you're looking for entertainment for some sort of gathering, Double Nickel and Chorus, an entertaining group of chorus singers, are now available and can be booked through the Evergreen Park Office of Citizen Services. And they're a volunteer group, so they go by donations. Give a call, 708-422-8776, for more information. And finally, there is another big event coming up this week. Are you excited? Are you going to be there this coming Thursday? Unidad, one-year anniversary? Yes. You're going to be there, right? Yes. All right. They're right there in between Turner and Homan on 95th Street on the south side of the street. And they have a, an amazing patio. We were on the patio just recently. Oh, beautiful. Me, you, and Erica hanging out. After beautiful. Dana Park, we actually went there. Yes. You know, the coolest thing about that patio is they have a patio bar that's set up. And they also have like a lounge. It's really cool. It's like like a VIP lounge with almost like, you know, you know like that outdoor patio furniture with like the really fancy stuff. You kind of kind of chill out with your friends. You could do like six to eight people there and just chill on the outdoor patio with the lights over top and the fresh air and try out what they have at Unidad. We're going to hang out there, I think, with whoever's out there during the one year anniversary. Remember, that is this Thursday, July the 18th, the one year anniversary. 
special menu, cocktails, complimentary beer mezcal samplings, and live music. You don't know what mezcal is. That's tequila. It's a smoky tequila. It's really good. And remember, of course, Unidad does like happy hour all the time, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. with a special menu during those hours and the regular menu kicking off at 4.45 in the evening going on throughout the night. And it changes constantly, which is what makes it really cool. I'm going to tell you something. My guy Sal over there, I was over there just this past week. They're preparing for this one-year anniversary. The food is going to be spectacular. The entertainment is going to be amazing. It's going to probably be a beautiful night in Evergreen Park on Thursday night. And the EP podcast is going to be there. So come out and join us. It's going to be an absolute blast. It kicks off at 5 p.m. Thursday, July the 18th and goes throughout the entire evening. The one-year anniversary of Unidad, a Latin kitchen and bar in the heart of Evergreen Park at 3339 West 95th Street. We will see you there this Thursday. When you grab a hold of me, tell me that I'll never be set free. Well, I'm a parasite Creep and crawl, I step into the night Two pints of booze Tell me, are you a bad fish? Are you a bad fish too? Ain't got no money to spare I hope tonight will never Lord knows I'm weak Won't somebody get me off of this Nikki Seidel is one of my favorite people to have down here. She shows up in my basement. She's always cheery. She has the same first name, technically, as my littlest. So he gets all excited. He's like, hi, Nikki. And she's like, hi, Nikki. And they both giggle with each other. It's hysterical. How are you, Nikki? I am good. Thank you for having me back in your basement. Well, thank you for coming down here. So Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. you're you're in charge of that. You're, you're in charge of the library. You're in charge of Chamber of Commerce. You're, you're basically the, the queen of Evergreen Park. Tell me what's going on because I know that there's a few things coming up. One thing that I know I can't make because it falls right on my wife's birthday. And I was like, next year, you have to move your birthday, I told her, if this is not the same thing, and which is the golf outing that's coming right. up. Well, right. Well, it's not always on August 2nd. So. Okay, good. Because it <laughs> fell on her on birthday. August 3rd. And it's like the one thing I'm not allowed to oh, do is like do anything on her birthday. She doesn't care if I do. We did an event on one of my kids' birthdays already where I was live at one of the places at Evergreen Park for a show. She didn't care about that. She's like, go make some money. I'm like, hey, you know, I'd like to go to the Chamber of Commerce thing and kind of say hi to people. She's like, nope. Nope. Okay, so tell me all about it. Okay, so the Chamber of Commerce has one fundraiser a year. It's an annual golf outing, and we always have it at the um, Fountain Hills Golf Course in Elsip. And it's a shotgun start at 1 o'clock. Registration's at noon. Right now, we're in the process of encouraging people, whole sponsorships, golfers. It's really a nice event because it's, um, it's a beautiful course. It's very scenic. Um, you don't have to be a great golfer, so it's more because it's a uh, best ball or whatever. So I'm not even a golfer. It's I just best ball. Games. See, best balls are the best tournaments. It is. Take it from somebody who stinks at golfing. Yeah. Okay. And best ball is the, the my favorite because all you have to do is have one or two good shots, and the rest of your group is like, hey, yeah. we, we all did it together, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, we did. And they make a big deal when you do get one good one, you right. know. So so it gives you an opportunity to just talk to people. 
and then everybody gathers at uh, after golf and um, we have some cocktails there's barbecue and so you can either come for golf or you can come for golf and barbecue or just for barbecue I mean there's like myriad ways to participate but but the whole idea is to just get out and talk with people in business and the, the public is also um, welcome to attend. We have four women that come every year that aren't business owners, but they just think it's a fun event. So they, they come and they golf. And, uh, and like I said, it's a, it's a, it's just an opportunity to, as either business owners or neighbors to talk to each other and, and connect. And just kind of hang out and have exactly. a good time. Exactly. Yeah. In a very casual, low key outing so uh, i noticed something when you sent it out correct me if i'm wrong on this but i kind of got the impression because i've never been to one of these before that the chamber of commerce is like if you want to be at a whole like if yes. you're a business so do those businesses it almost gave me the impression that like if i didn't have my wife's birthday that's messing up everything for me <laughs> so i can't go to this if i didn't have that i could like be at like the sixth hole and yes. as a business could be giving something away correct. or you know, so there's like stuff at every hole for you to do. So it's golf and there's kind of, there might be some fun things at different holes. Right. So every business that purchases a hole sponsor has the opportunity to set up. So you can, for example, Corner Bakery is going to be handing out lemonade and cookies. So if that's one thing that you can do. Um, other businesses are just setting up a table and, you know, sometimes they have like a little contest where then you win their logo branded merchandise or it's it's kind of like an extra added fun. But it's an opportunity for businesses to promote their business as right, well. Right. You know, it's one hundred and twenty five dollars to sponsor a whole. So it's not a whole lot of money. Um, golf itself, golf and barbecue is sixty five dollars. So it's not. No, it seems like this is kind of a, a fun day. Reasonable and, yes, way. It seems like a very fun. Day. Look, as somebody I've had it. I, and you've even told me it, but I've had other people tell me it before. As somebody, and I know that this Chamber of Commerce is all about helping the businesses in Evergreen Park, okay? I interact with a lot of the businesses in Evergreen Park myself. I'll tell you this right now. From a business perspective, this is one of those things that hurts me I can't go to. Because the op, the, the possibility of sitting out at some place and interacting with people as they come up to the hole and, like, handing out the EP podcast koozies right. and the, the keychains and everything else like that. When I first read it, I was like, yes. And then I looked at the date and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I had tried to talk to her, like, several times. I even took her to Cooper's Hawk, got her a lot of glasses of wine. The answer was still no. So, like, I'm stuck. But I think if there's a business out there this is probably a good idea to go and do it. And if you're somebody who just likes golf or is looking for a good time on that day, looking for something unique to go and do, it's, it, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. And again, next year cannot be on August 2nd, no. Becky. I'm just, just are any other day. Be, okay. are it won't be. Last year it was August 3rd. Yeah, okay. So, well, the um, way the calendar moves, I would expect yeah. it to, like, it's that you're not going to have it on a Tuesday. So I'm going to no. get a few days in there where it won't land on August 2nd. No, but um, and and we don't take over the entire course, so it's an opportunity for, for business to maybe capture more. Right, because you're getting other people that are. Yeah, just walking you're not just marketing well. to your fellow business. Right, owner. exactly. Yeah. Well, Nikki Seidel, that is cool. There's one more thing though to Chamber of Commerce. We got on that so much, I was about to say that's it. No, but there's something else going on. So go ahead and give that to so, me. So what we're running this year, and it's brand new. It's called Geocaching, and it's a geocaching contest that involves 13 businesses in Evergreen Park. So it's played with the GPS on your phone. So players can pick up a clue card for GeoCaching at any of the participating locations, including the Evergreen Park Public Library. And it's a clue card. And the clue card includes 
the geographic coordinates of the geocache that you find, okay, and a clue as to where you'll find it. And so you just follow the GPS coordinates on your, you plug the GPS coordinates in your phone and follow them to the location. You find a little box that's called a geocache, and in the box is a logbook. You sign it, and it gives you the instructions on how to verify that you found it. And so you bring your clue card into that location, they sign off on it, and you get a little incentive. Um, it's a scavenger hunt. It's a scavenger hunt, hunt inside every park. Yeah. Right. And I think what, what might frighten people is the idea of like, well, I, I, I don't put coordinates into my GPS yeah. all the time. I just say, take me to, uh, you know, so-and-so's house and punch in the address. Right. But it's not the most difficult thing. And when you show up for it, you guys have like a thing that explains yes. how this all works. So right. it's not like you're just like, you show up and like your first spot is this. And then somebody <laughs> just looks at you like, dun, dun, dun. I don't know how to right. do that. That wouldn't no. work. Okay. No. And there's also an app on geocaching.com okay. that you can download that makes it a little bit easier. But, you know, you can just use any GPS enabled device. Um, so we've had people participating. Once you visit all the locations, you bring your completed clue card to the Evergreen Park Library, and you're entered into a drawing for a $100 gift card for a chamber member business. So um, we're going to select somebody. Um, at, it goes through August 3rd, so we'll be selecting someone probably a week later or something. But it's just a, it's a way to drive some foot traffic into our businesses um, during the summer months when it might be a little bit slow for some of them. Well, I think it's a really cool idea. I know that I just spoke to the mayor a couple of weeks ago on one of the programs. You could tell how important uh, local businesses and making Absolutely. sure that we're supporting and keeping the green and evergreen. This is also a wonderful idea because people get an opportunity to kind of have some fun, but also get to kind of like show up at some place that maybe they hadn't gone to before. Yeah. And they kind of get to bounce around and see the things that are in evergreen. Trust me. When you go take a walk down 95th Street alone or up and down Kedzie, as I do, because I had to meet these people for them to start to advertise on my show, you find a lot of places you didn't even know existed. Exactly. <laughs> it's the really interesting thing. Like, you think you know every place is at Evergreen till you walk up the street and go, what is this place and what do they do? Exactly. And it's, uh, it's, it's really kind of a neat thing. I, I, I mean, I think that over the last couple of weeks with the parade and day in the park and stuff like that, it's probably been like... People have like other things on their list in Evergreen to do. This is kind of a good way to continue your summer out with the geocache right. thing. And it's a great family activity. You yeah. can do it with kids and it's it's fun. It's it's fun. Definitely. Run the energy out of them. Yeah. Make them go make them go find things. Right. Tell your teenager that's always on the phone to actually put that phone to good use because yeah, you can't you figure go. something out. There you go. Go go do this. Oh, <laughs> stupid dad. <laughs> But they'll find out that it's fun. <laughs> the world is fast and busy. Sometimes you got to get down to your speed. And the place to lower your speed and relax in Evergreen Park is at the Red Palm. Maybe your speed is wine on a Wednesday with your friends for Wine Down Wednesday. Maybe turtle races and Queen of Hearts on Thursday nights is more your speed. Each and every night, though, at the Red Palm, you get a little island attitude at a local latitude. When you walk into the Red Palm, it's like walking into an island bar, but right in Evergreen Park. With a menu like no other created by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. Unique tastes, comfort foods, and honestly, the best wings you're going to find anywhere. Have a tropical drink, a craft beer, a glass of wine, or share a bucket of lights with your friends. Watch the game on one of the many flat screen TVs over the top of their bar or out on the patio. Get out this summer. The Red Palm. 
at 3020 West 95th Street. Island Attitude, local latitude. Hannah, this week I was invited to go out and visit the Evergreen Park Farmer's Market. I've never hung out with farmers in Evergreen Park. They do it every Thursday out at Yukich in the parking lot. I took my little recorder. I headed over. I had produce and tamales on my mind. Check it out in this week's edition of Meet the Neighbors. What's your name? Alfonso Porter. Alfonso, are you a farmer? I am. You are? Where's your farm at? Eau Claire, Michigan. Really? And so you, do you drive like to different farmer's markets? You just hit this one every once in a while? No, I do three a week. Uh, on Thursdays, I'm in Evergreen. Fridays, I'm in Schaumburg. And Saturdays, I'm in Oak Park. Same thing every time? Or? Uh, no, everything that we grow. So what's in season? I grow, I'm primarily a fruit farm. So I grow uh, peaches, plums, raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, tayberries, sour cherries, sweet cherries, reindeer cherries, asparagus. Tomatoes, I grow a lot. I grow a lot. You got beautiful stuff out here, Thank first of all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It really looks really nice. So you also grow 74 different varieties of apples. So You get up early. You drive all the way from Michigan. You come to this farmer's market each and every week. Every week. Every, every Thursday. Week. If somebody's looking for you and they come out to the farmer's market in a future week, how do they find Are you in the same spot all the same time? Same spot every Thursday right here in Evergreen Park from 7 to 1. And you're a Sox fan, it looks like. I am. From Michigan, I am awesome. Get a lot of crap. <laughs> What's your name, man? Uh, Jimmy or uh, James Dotson. James Dotson and it's Dotson's Farm. Yep. Where are you guys located? Beecher, at? Illinois. Where's Beecher? About an hour south. So an hour south. You come up here every single Thursday. To every Evergreen Thursday Park? from seven to one. From seven to one. Yeah. Now, what what do you guys have on your farm? Uh, we do. All what the you you doing yeah. everything? Yeah, we do like. all the vegetables, like tomatoes, the corn, the watermelons, the melons, all that stuff. Yeah, like peppers, um, zucchini. So how, how does it work? Tell tell a non-farmer city boy like myself, okay, how does this work? So you, you harvest like some stuff like weekly, like you go out and you just pull whatever you need to pull out of the ground that you're going to sell yep. that week? Yep. So it's that fresh? Yep. That is awesome. Yep. How early in the morning you got to get up to get here to Evergreen and start selling? Uh, we wait for 4.30. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. How many Red Bulls have you had today? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Um, Marcella Villa. Marcella, are you a farmer? I'm not a farmer, but I am a processor. We do process our own nuts and snacks. You don't grow them, but then you take them and you, you do interesting things with me. Them. Tell me tell me what you do. Uh, we honeycoat them with sesame, or we do butter toffee pecans, or with coconut, or, or, or honey glazed. Uh, we do the pecans, the, the almonds, the peanuts, all kinds of nuts. And are you guys here every single week at the farmer's market? God willing, yes. How many farmers markets do you do? Just one, or is this like a, every day you're in a different spot? Uh, uh, actually, we're in the market four days out of the week. Wow! But it's nice because you get outside, we right? We do. We sell outside. We interact with people, and it's just great. Is there any trading in the farmers market? Like, do, like you guys walk over and be like, "Hey, can I get some radishes from somebody?" And I'll give you some pecans. Actually, we have done that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we have people that says, "You know what? I'll give you some berries, and you give me an ice cream or this, a pound of nuts," and we do. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is fun. Villas, nuts, and candies. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Marcel. Thank you. What's your name, sir? Aiden Thompson. Aiden, you have the most interesting booth here. It is, it is tiny compared to some of the other ones, but it has maybe. 
something I don't normally see. Is this is this raw honey? It's raw local honey. We have 250 colonies on the south side of Chicago. You have a bee. You have bee colonies on the yes. south side of Chicago. Yep. Where? Um, everywhere from uh, Morgan Park to Pullman to 87th and South Shore Drive, and uh, some on the Marriott Hotel, and we actually have a few out at Morton Arboretum. So you guys sell this fresh honey. And, and are there different? Are they different in some way? Like, do you do any? Is, is it all exactly the same? Because it looks like you got like different groups here. It's a yeah, different taste. No, no, not different tastes. Just different sizes. It's um, it, it's local and fresh. So it's you're you're only going to get um, what's local to our area. Do you uh, harvest the honey yourself? Yes, I do. Yeah. How many times you've been stung? Um, probably about five hundred times a year. Totally worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> what's your name? Kevin. Kevin, what's uh, the name of your farm? Calbro Farms. Where is Calbro? Demont and Lowell, Indiana. So are you guys here every Thursday? Yeah, every Thursday. And what do you guys offer? What do you normally you bring like whatever's down fresh? with flowers now and then we switch over switching over to produce now and then we got mums and fall decor in the fall. He is the closest thing to the Evergreen Park Fire Department. That, that, right at the end of the lot. Come down and see him. He's got two farms, so it must be good. Thanks a lot. All right, take care. Finally made it to the thing that all my friends tell me I have to get to. We are at the tamale stand. You don't, <laughs> you don't realize. Yeah, you have no idea how famous you are. I've had oh, so many really? people tell me if you're going to the farmer's market, <laughs> go get a tamale. What's it? What's the name of the restaurant? El Coyote Mexican Restaurant. And are you guys here all the time? We're here every Thursday, yep. I didn't even Rainer ask your side. name. I'm so rude. What's your name? Lourdes. Otherwise, I was just going to go with like tamale lady. <laughs> then, okay. <laughs> okay, so how many of these do you think you go through? I mean, you, you must do pretty well at this at the farmer's market to be back every week. How, how, yeah. how many things do you go through and is it just tamales or what else do you no, guys offer? we also have a tamale Tacos and breakfast tacos. So we, since we get here so early, we have people could come out and have breakfast out here. We also sell the corn in the Mexican corn in the cup, the elote, which is with mayo and butter and cheese and the cayenne pepper. You mix it all up. It's really good. So, wow, you're making you're making me hungry. Yeah. Have you ever you, do you ever barter? I've heard that some bartering happens here with yeah, some of the farmers. Yeah, it's like I'll give you give me some tomatoes, I'll give you some tamales. Yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> it happens that way. I love that that you we guys have are to like keep doing our it. Farmers happy. Yeah, you know. That's so. all, what's great is that you have the ingredients for a lot of stuff just sitting right yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can't run out of that. Yeah, you know. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, thank you. Have a good one. All right, Beth's from OCS. Which I don't even know. What does OCS stand for? Office of Citizen Services. And you're you get the cool job of sitting out here, and hanging at the farmers market in the beautiful sunshine. Yes. Oh, man, I want your job. Your job's awesome. Tell me a little bit about like how when does this open? When does it close? How long is it going to run for? It's on every Thursday, right? Well, this is our 15th season at the farmers market, and the farmers market opens the first week of May and goes till the last Thursday in October, and we're here from seven o'clock in the morning till one o'clock in the afternoon. That's awesome. And uh, is there like a website that OCS has that like people can maybe look up more information? They can always check the Village website. Um, our newsletter is posted on the Village website under OCS. Good job, Beth. It wasn't that hard, was it? No. <laughs> I don't even know how to bring this up because I don't want to upset anybody. Oh, no. But at the parade last week. There was a just a hysterical exchange between me and somebody. I, I guess you would call them a public figure. Okay. I, I don't even know this public figure's name, actually. And I feel like a jerk saying it that way, but I just don't. 
Because what happened was that Evergreen Park was nice enough to allow me to come and go to the parade, right? And they're like, we'll let you set up at the, at the observation stand. Right. So I'm right at 95th and Utica. And I said, which side do you want me on? Like, I was, I was, just, I was just thankful they put me there. You see what I'm saying? Very supportive. The Sextons have been extremely supportive. Glenn Panuski over there has been very supportive. The Duffies have been very supportive. All the village trustees have been very supportive. Norm Anderson and Mark Marzullo, two village trustees, they showed up on the show. Marzullo's actually been on the show two weeks in a row. It's the first time in three weeks that he's not been on the program unless he comes <laughs> running through my basement door, which is funny because I just met him a couple of weeks ago and now I run into him all the time, okay? <laughs> and all these people being very nice about us being at the parade, and I really appreciate it. And I didn't care where they put me. Like, I was like, hey, can I, where, where do you want to put me? You want to put me like a block away? No, 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 we'll put you right back next to the observation stand. Great. That way you can interview people. Awesome. That was the suggestion of the village. And I said, hey, can I put a tent up in case it rains or if something happens because I have all this electronic equipment? Right. Of course you can put a tent up. All right, cool. I really appreciate it. So I show up, I get a phone call at like six o'clock in the morning from one of the guys out there. Hey, we got you all set up. There's a table that marks where you're at. Thank you. I get an email that tells me what side of the stand I'm supposed to be on. Thank you. I went and I thought I'm sitting out there reading the email, making sure I'm in the right spot. I don't want to mess. I don't want to make anybody angry with me. So I'm in the right spot. I put the tent up. My daughter's helping me. I put up the 10 by 10 tent. I got the EP podcast banner out there, which was awesome. I mean, as soon as I knew I could set up at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm like free advertising on 95th street while traffic yes. goes by all day long. And I put the big <laughs> like 10 foot banner out there on 95th street over the tent. So I get to the Red Palm because they're having the pre-party and I'm hanging out. All the big wigs are in there. They have all the all the all the people that are like, you know, work for the village. It's like it's like their big party beforehand. They have a big party there. It's like a private party, food, drinks. Uh, they they invited me to come over, which is very nice of them to do. And I'm hanging out and talking to people. I'm setting up interviews like what we're going to do during the parade. So I walk out with all my equipment and I'm setting it all up and I'm almost done setting it up. And this this lady comes up to me and goes, who are you? Now, she's got like a stack full of papers. Okay. And I go, uh, I'm the podcast guy. Why are you here? Now, think about this. Ask been, her who she was. I've been planning this now <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And these are the first two sentences that have been given to me in this conversation. I'm just looking at her like, um, the village? Village said I could be here? You know, I start naming off names. And she goes, why do you have a tent? Because I brought it. I still it. don't know who she is. I'm like, because they, they told me I could have a tent. I've never met this person in my life. Just all these questions. And she goes, well, why well, do the interviews at the parade? I still have no idea who this woman is. It turns out they have a YouTube video, and you can find it, where I guess they have this, this lady who sits there and announces the parade on a loudspeaker. She was doing it. Okay. They had her table set up on the other side of the observation booth. Okay. In fact, she got to see people before I got to see people. So she got the primo spot. She didn't have a tent. Now, it wasn't raining, but I had the tent with all the equipment. Well, you she have had, to be prepared. She had her one single microphone, and obviously she walked up and she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this guy, this guy looks bigger than me. It was weird. It was like a, <laughs> such a weird so scene. So she had was, no authority. Yeah, and I'm parade. like, I, look, I'm, I'm really sorry that I, my table's bigger and my, my, I have a tent. And a sign. I, and, I, and a sign. Because I prepare. I was giving out the it's koozies. It's your own stuff. Right. I was giving out the EP podcast koozies. I was the giving out the keychains. I was giving that. out free stuff to people, everything like that. She had a bunch of papers and a microphone that was set up for her and a couple of speakers. So I go, okay, I'm really sorry. She goes, well, can I do it with you? Now, I don't I don't know this person, right? I mean, I'm not just going to put a stranger who started off a conversation like that on the show. 
Am I crazy, Hannah? No. I would no. Never, would you do that? No. No, I'm not going to put it. I'm not doing that. No. I don't know what you're going to say. You know, I've got an idea of what we're going to do, and I'm like, no, no, this is something really different, and I would just prefer to do this one on my own. And she goes, well, we're going to be interviewing the same people. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm sure there's plenty of people to talk to on this. Yes. Side. And I've got the mobile recorder. Like, if you listen to the show, there's several times where I actually walk with people while they're marching because they don't want to stop and walk over. Well, sure. So I'm, I'm really prepared for this. Then she goes and she gets, like, her drink. And she goes and places it on the table. Like, even though we had the conversation, she wasn't going to sit at my table under my tent. She was just going to move in. She puts her papers down and her stuff right next to one of the microphones. That's for the your podcast, table. <laughs> for the podcast. It just walks away. And Erica's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I should, I guess I'm just going to move her stuff over to her table for her. Yeah. So I picked up her stuff and I moved over to the table. So now I'm sitting down and the parade's about to start. She walks over and there's two speakers and the speakers were pointed towards the parade so people could hear it. Sure. And so across the street. She took the speaker that was pointed across the street and turned it into our tent and went down and started broadcasting with her speaker pointed directly at me. This seemed a little aggressive. Yes. See, I went on a show now. I mean, even like, I mean, Howard Stern had guys that he fought with, right? Mankow Muller fought with Howard Stern. Steve Dow fought with everybody guys on the air. Everybody fights with everybody. I need somebody to fight with. Maybe this is my person in local media to fight with. There you go. Like, this will drag ratings up or something. Yeah. But you know what? It won't do that. You want to know why? Because this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks. It's gonna be a good one. Nudie's basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudie's basement. The broad basement. Slancha. That was like Dropkick Murphys or something, right? <laughs> I felt like it. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.